your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now it is time to chat to our panel and we'll get to their recommendations for the small screen with a bank holiday on the way in just a few minutes time uh, and Marie, Ashlyn and Trevor are with me but uh, I think we are obliged to start uh, with uh, the story on Live 95 News and we were talking about in the last hour of Limerick today as well. Limerick ranked the worst town in Ireland for work-life balance. It came bottom of a list of 50 Five zero Irish towns and cities in a new study by website switcher.ie. The research looked at a wide range of data such as access to local amenities like primary schools, major supermarkets and leisure centres, services like broadband speed and mobile coverage, proximity to green spaces and transport routes, plus house prices and crime rates. And Limerick City came out worst due to a number of factors, including the crime rate, lower broadband speeds and less access to green spaces than other towns. Um, And Limerick, uh, 50th, um, and uh, the others um, did obviously really, really well. Uh, Castle Bar came out top, uh, followed by another Mayo town, um, Ballina, in second. Trevor. Joe, not much positive to report there, is there? What do you make of that? It's pretty damning, isn't it? I know it's it's a comparison website who are doing the research um, yeah but the uh, broadband and uh, access to childcare and the well traffic I don't think anything w- w- would you be surprised at, at the traffic findings I wouldn't be and I wouldn't be on the road Monday to Friday but Limerick is I think Limerick is getting out of Limerick and getting into Limerick is very hard at certain points of the day obviously in the morning that's the very early morning that isn't a problem but I think Limerick has choked traffic at some stage yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've lived here as a student, you've lived here working. What do you make of it, Ashton? I think it's nonsense. I'm not moving to Mayo. <laughs> I read it, and like, I'm from Tipperary, and all I can say is I can't understand how Clomel is rated above Limerick, I'm not going to lie. Um, myself and all my friends have moved to Limerick City, and we're from all parts of the country, and I can say safely that it's a nice place to live, I think, and it does have a lot of amenities. Like, I mean, sports facilities are second to none here. I don't understand how sports is even considered uh, in that. It's it's kind of an insult, really. Um, and Limerick has a lot to offer, like living in the city. Um, I've never once struggled for things to do or people to meet and, and things to see here in Limerick. And I, I do like living here, so that's a temporary person's perspective on it. Um, uh, the one thing I would say is like transport. I, I do think we do need like better connected transport, particularly um, in terms of like getting out of the county later um, in the days and stuff and being better connected to different parts of the city at certain times. But I, I just don't understand how we're ranked the worst. Right. Well, as I mentioned, Castle Bar is top, followed by Ballina in third place for work-life balance, Longford. Fourth is Wexford. Fifth is Arklow. Uh, 25th, the halfway point is Sligo Town um, and then Dublin for example is 43rd so Dublin has a better work-life balance than Limerick nonsense uh, no. so, hello Emery <laughs> sorry I'm just I'm <laughs> no you're fine carry on nonsense it's, it's complete and utter nonsense I'm looking here Mallow at number 15 I know someone who lives in Mallow the traffic in Mallow is appalling it's absolutely horrendous there when you go in um, at peak times. So you can't even compare Mallow to uh, Limerick in terms of traffic. Um, 
but it, it's a work-life balance. You mentioned sports facilities. What kind of sports facilities? I'm just going to pick Mallow because it's number 15. <laughs> what kind of sports facilities has Mallow that is better than Limerick? And then I you, could list out a load of them there. I'm looking at it. Well, then you look at, I mean, Tullamore, for example, in County Offaly, is 21st on the list, making the top 20. Kilkenny. No, Kilkenny is nice. Mm. <laughs> they're, all, they're all nice. They're all nice places. What else are the factors, though? I'm just, I was well, thinking, I, I, yeah, I'll go you know, so I was, th- okay. I was taking traffic there and I was taking broadband. sports facilities. Broadband. Mallow. Are you telling me Mallow's broadband is better than Limerick's? I'm going to stay on Mallow just for comparisons. Yeah. What else? Um, what else? Uh, major supermarkets. Major supermarkets in Mallow compared to Limerick. Nah. So definitely um, that shouldn't be 15. Uh, cafes are included as no, part of the mix. No, Limerick um, is better than Mallow. Primary schools. No, Limerick is more primary schools, better um, primary schools. GP surgeries. Uh, I would say we have more. Mm-hmm. Uh, crime rates. Crime rates. Maybe we have higher crime rate than Mallow. So, you know, 15th and 50, 50th for mm. Limerick, I still don't. I, no. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is, I mean, it's fascinating. Like the average house prices, for example, barely, that is the one place that we did better. Um, green spaces. Green spaces in green, Limerick compared to Mallow. I'm just <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> poor old Mallow. Uh, I'm on, Mallow. Well, well I see. Well, I'm looking, and also to those. No, in Mel, no, but can, <laughs> <laughs> but, can, but but can I just hello to everybody in Mallow? And I know people in Mallow, okay, and that's why I'm using it as a comparison because it's number fifteenth on the list, and we're fiftieth. So I was just using that as an example of the factors you've listed there. Yeah. So even if you go to someone else, Sligo. Yeah, 25th. Right, Sligo's 25th. And yeah. if you look at all those factors and compare it to Limerick, and I didn't study it and I didn't do a survey on it, but my God. And then somewhere called Swords is 26th. Where's that? Dublin, Joe. Swords, Dublin. Because Swords is so is big, it qualifies as a town, I would what? imagine. Isn't Swords... A... That's what I... The only Swords I know is Dublin. Is that type of just a kind of a anonymous suburb? <laughs> A thigh, number 10. A thigh. Cavan, number 7. Yeah, 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 I don't know. But they're not comparing like for like in terms of population size or, you know. Yeah. Compare Limerick and Mellow. Sorry to bang on like like Anne-Marie about (laughs) Mellow. I've been listening to Anne-Marie too much in the last couple of minutes, but... The different sizes of population, so you'd imagine very different facilities. And now, is this the, the classic Irish tendency that we can give out about Limerick? They're, they're, they're after ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're, we're okay. We can say what we like. We can say, "Oh, the work-life balance in Limerick oh, it's disastrous. Oh God, you can't get from A to B, and all that kind of stuff." Um, sorry for that accent, but anyway, <laughs> uh, but but uh, but they can't say it. Like, we can't have a survey from outside that compares us to others and puts us in 50th uh, place. Do you know what, Joe? If we were somewhere in the middle, even, but to be on we the very... Well, hey, do you know, if that's the aspiration we're after. No, but if, if we, we were somewhere in the middle... I would not be as angry as that. To be at the 50th spot and, and look at... Look at... Look at Bray. Bray is 37th. Ah, Bray is nice, though. Ah, it's come on. Try the seaside. It has the was that on the factors, the aquarium? <laughs> uh, oh, come here. Let's, let's, oh, sorry. Let me just check the list here now. I'm really interested in this. Bree. Uh, Bree. Where's that loan on the list? Hmm. 
There's a dart to Bray from Dublin, all right, but I don't know. <laughs> Athlone. Is now it? leave yes. Athlone where, alone. Where, where, I'm just checking. I'm I just, know where it is. I see it. Oh, do, where is it? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> Actually, it's doing very well. Number nine. Is it? <laughs> yeah. What is it? I can't comment on that. I've, seen, I, I've, so, I've some relatives up there, so I can't comment on that for, alone, sorry. For, for work-life balance. Yeah. And where's Cork? We always like to find out where Cork is. <laughs> where's Cork? <laughs> well, Mallow is part of Cork and it's 15th. <laughs> yeah. Cork itself. Which is Cove Cork is in there as well. Cove is in there. Cork City is 46th. Yeah. Ennis, Ennis, let's well, thirty two is Ennis. I always love I always love to find out about Galway as well. Galway's always great crack. Where's Galway? Galway Galway is thirty third. Galway is thirty third. And you talk about traffic. Like I told you. I mean, seriously. If you miss a turn in Galway, then it could be four days before you get to where you want to go. Or if, if you go at peak time, you might yeah. never get into Galway. So they must have fabulous bar- broadband so so anyway we'd love to get um, someone from switcher.ie they conducted the survey uh, on work-life balance on the show we are making it would be fair to say persistent efforts to get someone from switcher.ie to come on and give us a bit of context as to why Limerick is 50th of 50 towns and cities. Anyway, Trevor, you were just mentioning uh, the finale of The Traitors on, on BBC, which both of us watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, extremely dramatic. Great TV. Great Absolutely. television, wasn't it? I, I recorded it and I didn't get a chance to watch it Friday, so I got up very early Saturday. I got up early Saturday anyway, but I said I have to watch it because I'm going to be reading it all over my phone. Yes. And I, who I won and was who I presumed would win, but the very manner of it because I didn't I didn't watch any of last year so yeah. I didn't know how the finale would play out but um, Harry I mean the, Harry the yeah, he, he played an absolute blinder your next Bond villain I'm telling you That's he it. was unbelievable mm-hmm. how well and because his best friend in the group was the last one left to decide between him and Jazz Molly and I mean, she had said to him twice during the day, and they filmed this. You, know, if if you turn out to be a traitor, I will I'll never, never speak talk to you again. again. Yeah. But she t- she changed her tune fairly quick when he had ninety eight thousand in his hand in his pocket afterwards, though, because she said, "Oh, fair play to you, yeah, good man, you played that game really well." I was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was filmed, I think, last year, months and months ago. So yeah, it would be interesting to see if they've had much contact in in the meantime. But I uh, doubt it. When she, when she reflected on it, I mean, she re- he, like he really did, you know. Right at the very end, she said to him, "He looked across." I, I, oh no, I'm, I'm not. not a traitor. Yeah, but he was. He, he, he had, was. Yeah, sorry, that it's isn't good the, television, actually, isn't it? Brilliant. Would it work in Ireland? I don't know, and I've read that they're thinking about making an Irish version. I, I don't know. Yeah, did you see it? No, no I you didn't. didn't no. And I don't think Amory saw it. I think it Joe, you and I were the only people in the office who have actually watched it. Oh, but. I think one of the biggest problems there was a, a twist in it in one stage where there unknown to the others, there was a mother and son in it who pretended that they weren't until yes. he announced it when he got thrown out. Who was she, buried she, into yeah. a coffin. Yeah, they buried the mother, put her in a coffin. And then he had to kind of bury her as part of it. She was grand, like, but 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 it was but it was very. I mean, it must have been difficult for him now that particular because he the rest of them didn't know and they were kind of egging your man on. Yeah, go on, throw in the black rose there. Sure, yeah, grand. Yeah. Diana's finished anyway, and there he was as he said himself. I, I had to lay my own mother to rest. Um, anyway, the point being, 
that connection wouldn't work in Ireland because you'd have a, th- a second cousin or a, yeah. you know, on the group. That would never work. Probably, Everyone yeah. knows everybody in the country. And then we're way, t- we're way too apparently nice, right, yeah. aren't we? Like, to you know, in the end, some go, ah, lads, we'll just split it. I'm a traitor. They, they'd know? have to find, the producers pick the traitor with the presenter. Yeah. They pick who, They pick a number of traitors, don't they? you apply beginning. to be yeah. a traitor or you apply to be a fencer. Oh, do you apply? I think, yes. I think so, And there's yeah. an interview process with Claudia Winkleman. Yeah. And all that. Who, by the way, looked as though she was having the best crack ever. She was loving being involved in this programme and getting paid for it. And yeah, it's a huge hit. I, I, I mean, I, I didn't watch it last year, so then I just, people were talking about it. So I, said, I mean, it's just very well done. Yeah, no, no, excellent, excellent. Right, let us move on then to Mark Zuckerberg, King of the Metaverse, which Amory is watching on Sky. Mark didn't just want to be famous, he wanted to be historic. He was so young. This idea of move fast and break things. We were empowering people. Overthrowing dictators. It really has created a new reality. I don't think they saw what was coming at all. Cambridge Analytica, the Arab Spring. Fake news. Is connecting the world that? Mr. Zuckerberg, are you too powerful? Now, they once said about Muhammad Ali that he was one of the people who was known all over the world, you know, every continent and whatever, and hugely famous. But in terms of influence, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's influence on the world is amazing, whether you like it or not. To be honest, and I've always known that, but you don't fully get your head around it till you watch this laid out all in front of you. Now, I have to say they pack a lot into this and I think they could have done more than just one part. They could have done a few parts to this uh, documentary. But they literally start with showing you who he was, this kind of geeky college lad, uh, starts to put together a website for Harvard students to upload their profiles and he modifies it so that they can connect with each other. And a friend asked him, you know, how did they sign up? And he says about all the information they gave him. And he says, how did they give you all that information? And he says, I don't know. They just submitted it. And he didn't say it in as pleasant as way as I've just said it. He called them something, uh, basically called them dumb. And um, it went from there. And what he developed and how he developed and how quickly it developed and how much it became uh, of commercial interest, how much money he made, how much he bought, how much the company grew. It is staggering. It is just staggering when it's laid down in front of you. And the big thing then is how much influence these social platforms had on the world. The world, okay? Um, Because if I'm right, Facebook is only... 20 years old or so. I mean, it's not around that Well, it was 2004 he was in college doing this. Yeah, there you go. Um, You know, so I remember what I had for breakfast nearly in 2004. That doesn't feel that long ago to me, you know. Um, So, yeah, so they remind us then some of the highlights of some of the big things that happened on social media. Um, They talk, uh, take a bit of Francis Haig, the whistleblower. They talk a bit about how, you know, staff had to sign all these contracts that they couldn't leak about what was going on in the background. And, you know, you're seeing things like that Facebook 
started up and you're seeing people in a room and it's a dingy old room. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. the bedroom yeah, yeah. and these people are running this thing that billions of people are involved mm. in. Okay. It, it's crazy. And the Capitol Hill um, storming, uh, you know, yeah, uh, around 6th. Trump yeah. and all of that yeah. comes into it. Yeah. So look, it's worth watching. It's, okay, it's that worth sounds watching. interesting. Yeah, I might catch up on that one now. Um, so King of the Metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg on Sky Documentaries. And Ashlyn is watching on YouTube and you'll notice more and more uh, watching on YouTube these days, Townlands, The Brothers. And my brother passed away and I knew he was going down the hill since January uh, because I could see him getting very shook and thin and uh, getting loose in his appearance, body and all. He died in down jail and he only had two little hits and he quenched everything. So that was that. Well, I have to make the best of it now. The unorthodox thing is I bring them back. Even that clip sounds quite moving, Ashley. It was very moving. Um, I found this documentary on YouTube. Uh, my brother recommended it to me and it was made, I think, in 2004 for RTE. I know the whole thing is available to watch. It follows um, Paddy and Nicholas, their two brothers living on the Cumber Mountains. They're both farmers. Um, and it kind of captures that way of life and even that way of speaking in Ireland. It's I, I was so moved by it. None of my family could believe how, I suppose, upset I got about it because I just thought it was so beautiful to see, particularly their dialect. Um, and I think sometimes you can forget with journalism that like a massive part your job is capturing people whose stories are never told really and I mean that's a part of Ireland that's completely gone I know you were talking on the show earlier this week about people getting out of farming these men were discussing the challenges um, back I suppose in the 90s and what they how they saw farming change over their lifetime which was incredible really um, but no it's it's an amazing documentary I must say everyone involved in it should be incredibly proud I was so so moved by it and, and you know when you think about like Bachelor Brothers and, and you know, that happened in farm holdings around the country um, but they were life partners weren't they I mean, yeah. that, was, that was the way it was yeah absolutely and the bond between them and the bond and even how they discussed like um, the seven day week you talk about work life balance and how every day was the same and even I think it was Nicholas was discussing how they used to stay up and talk about all the problems in the farm and how they were going to live their day and looking after the animals it was just a really beautiful way of life and yeah what I was really captured by was um, that old Hiberno English even you can hear it in the clip how they used to speak and it reminds me of like my nana who's 95 and it's a wonderful way of speaking and it was lovely to see it in a documentary and that kind of country dialect, it was lovely. And, and just to point out, because there are people listening this morning who might be surprised to hear me mention YouTube, that there's a lot more watching of what people would perceive as television on YouTube, isn't there? Yeah, like even last night I was watching, I watched a whole BBC documentary, they just upload most of them and so did Channel 4, so like YouTube is definitely not to be sneezed at. If your TV has it, you can get some incredible programmes, not just clips on okay. it. Very good. Well, that sounds really interesting. Townlands, The Brothers on YouTube. And um, uh, as uh, we've been mentioning over the last couple of days, you've been hearing on Live 95 Sport as well. Believe it or not, the Six Nations is back. It's back Friday night. Ireland go to Marseille to take on France in the first game. And uh, the Netflix documentary has been out now for what is it, two weeks or a week and a half or whatever it is. Um, it's full contact, uh, supposedly to do for rugby union around the world what um, Formula One uh, benefited from with Drive to Survive. The thing is, we probably need to go through a bit more pain. You like the challenge, don't you? I struggled with mental health for years, but I'm not afraid to say it. I think it's a thing that I'm not afraid to say it. 
au moindre faux pas. When you feel like you are an imposter or you shouldn't be where you are, that's when you start questioning yourself. So Trev, what do you make of it? Uh, I've watched about six of the eight. Uh, I've enjoyed it, but I, the reviews are very negative. And they are very yeah. negative. And what's what's the uniform. problem for the reviewers? Do you find I, maybe that it isn't as much access as they would like, and maybe uh, Drive to Survive has more access to the drivers. Um, well, of course, Drive to Survive has three series or four, I, I think. Anyway, but I, I think it is a bit of an issue that the highlight of the Scottish episode was the lads in the dressing room singing "Go, Lassie, Go." <laughs> you know that that ain't access. No, it isn't. No, they they do f- uh, focus on individual players from each of the home uh, the, the the six nations. So uh, I I Drive to Survive. I actually enjoyed the bits more about the teams that were struggling. As opposed to the very successful teams, yes, and in this case that would be Italy, and they seem to have you know interviewed a couple of the Italian players, and maybe maybe Italy obviously must have given them more access than Ireland did. You you said yourself that it seemed to be like Andrew Porter was wheeled out, and Andrew Porter is a very good story he to is, tell. He does a great story, and to he's tell, yeah. very articulate. Um, um, Andy Farrell has spoken to a couple of times. I would have thought that uh, Jonathan Sexton's story would have been very good because it was his last Six Nations, but obviously maybe that would be too much focus, and he might have mm. vetoed that, and maybe you see, I wonder if. It's a missed opportunity for Rugby Union and the Six Nations. I think it's another series. I think they're doing it again. They're yeah. going to have to up their game yeah. in, a, in a significant way. And are the, you talking about the, 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 well, the, I think the union? The unions have signed deals with mm. Netflix, and I don't care what Netflix are saying, you know, publicly about. Oh, they can't be happy with what they would perceive as the lack of access. Mm. So you have to assume that this year, you know, the the staff, the players, the whole lot, they are being told, listen, we're contracted here. Yes, you've got to allow. Netflix more access and I'm sure the individual teams are going to you're joking we're here to win a championship which you which you get as well but you look at Formula 1 it's a very serious business yes. too but mm-hmm. they they benefited massively from it I mean for example and I often wondered like I didn't know a lot of the results of the Formula 1 the drive so I knew nothing about it so uh, there was a bit of jeopardy for me yes. who was going to win or whatever yes. obviously I knew no, who the yeah. so the French one was fascinating you know I was going oh the French and there was the vive the ball and all the stuff and all the fancy stuff then Ireland come along and beat him yeah you know, which kind of deflates the entire episode. It, it, oh, uh, Ireland won. Uh, well, yeah, but you know, okay. for everyone but us, like <laughs> that's it. I, I wonder what you know. I know there's only two episodes to go, so obviously, you know, um, we all know Ireland did win the Six Nations, and maybe there wasn't enough drama in it, but there was plenty of drama in it for me. But yeah, um, if you're a rugby fan, I think you will enjoy it. No, obviously, you you maybe want to see a bit more access, and maybe this is just the first step. Right. And then, as you said, well, okay, we, we, we'll see, see because it, it it is actually aimed at everyone, but. The rugby aficionado yeah. that's the reality and if it doesn't appeal to them then you wonder what Netflix are doing yeah. running the series but anyway okay we'll see listen thank you very much uh, very interesting recommendations thank you to Trevor to Ashlyn and to Amory Your views Your news Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95